Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Bakay, hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Bakay. I'm Sophie. And this is Jasmine. And we're um, without Toby in the studio, at least, today. (laughs) And we will probably be missing Toby a little bit in the upcoming weeks because she's super, super, super busy with um, having a new campaign for her website and living in Germany and working for Adidas. So you guys will have to bear with us for the time being. We do have um, a clip insert of Toby today, though. Yes. Um, I almost feel like with our every other week uploading schedule, ew, I'm still echoey. Can you hear it on your end? No. So? Okay, that's just me then. But anyways, um, I almost feel like with this every other week, like uploading schedule we're on, I feel like we always miss on all the good stuff. Um, Or like, you know, because whenever it's time for us to, um, you know, air an episode, like it's like a little past due to like talk about all the good stuff. So this week, you guys are just going to kind of be hearing a brief little like one, you know, like something each of us have been really into this week as or, or recently, as Soph said, we have a little clip that we'll insert at the end of, of an album Toby, you know, has been dying to talk to you guys about. And so, yeah, um, I guess we'll get started with what I have been into this week. So with Fashion Week coming up, you know, we started in New York, we, ended, we went to London, then we went to Milan, and now we're in Paris. With Fashion Week on the rise um, in this transitional period, that's all I've really been paying attention to. I honestly, you can you don't ask me what newest music has been coming out. Don't ask me what's <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me what's been happening um, with any messy relationships or whatever. I have no idea because I've just been consumed in the world of fashion. And I don't know if you guys know this yet, but I've been taking a three D textiles class at, my, at the university, which is basically like my university's version of fashion design. And now that I've gotten to that, down like the nitty gritty of garment construction. I have a whole new re- respect and a whole new perspective when watching these shows. Um, also, I'm I'm huge on the Parisian um, fashion week and like the Parisian style. A lot of those houses are just some of my favorites and some of my favorite influences. Um, so a few of my favorite shows so far from especially the Parisian shows, um, first and foremost, Mr. Olivier Roustan and, and his Balmain show for spring 2020. I think that for, in my opinion, this was the most colorful most vibrant most um most like transparent authentic representation of like olivier's um artistry that we've ever seen and in general i almost feel like it's one of the most colorful 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 shows of the season um you see a lot of lots of really crazy um long beautiful draping silhouettes but again there's every every color you could imagine of the rainbow is in it but to the brightest of the hue that it could be also this is the show where he utilized the makeup that he collabed with kylie cosmetics in which i think the makeup products and like the colors were perfect for that to go with how vibrant and bright everything is um i i know that like there's a documentary that just came out from him called wonder boy with really exploring his true identity because if you guys don't know he's adopted um he he was was adopted by like um, a white family when he was one so there's always been this like loss of identity for him and so he was kind of going through a moment of like learning his biological makeup and like who he really is and i think he really tuned into that into the show 
he's honestly one of my favorite creative directors right now at this time. And again, I love the show. Beautifully, beautiful set. Um, I loved how for a lot of the sh- a lot of the outfits that were neutral tones, whether they were black or white, um, you know, even though they had a very muted color, he would do like crazy cutouts or crazy silhouettes. So there was always this balance in it. And Miss Libram in me loved that. <laughs> um, another one of my favorite shows was the Hermes show. Again, I, I think that the all the shows I'm going to be talking about, I think all of them, yeah, they're all spring 2020. Again, that is the season we're showcasing. But the Hermes show was really cool because, again, lots of tailored, long um, silhouettes, really beautiful draping from, you know, starting off with really strong, sharp shoulders, followed by really delicate, beautiful draping. Um, and what I really liked about the Hermes show that was different from the um, from any other show that I saw this season, especially in Paris, is the fact that they used more muted earthy tones. So a lot of the colors you see are like your olive green, um, your dusty orange, you know, lots of tan, lots of camel, very, again, very earthy um, muted tones, which I I think is different, especially with when you think of spring, Um, you know, you think of very bright, pastel-y, vibrant colors. And I think that Hermes did an amazing job of, you know, still including the in-trend silhouettes with also a different kind of color palette um two more shows i'm gonna rant about but then the next show that i was obsessed with um it wasn't really a show i more so saw it as like um as a photo shoot on vogue runway but uh, the uh alessandra reach like spring 2020 ready to wear looks um i really liked this photo shoot one because they utilized a landscape that was like this beautiful open body of water so you only had the tone of the water like a, a muted gray kind of light blue tone that went really well with the clothing and the color palette that was chosen for that. Um, I think what I really liked about this specific line is that it is, it does incorporate, you know, very traditional um, women's wear of like, of like the midi, the midi length outfits and kind of like, um, you know, a more belted waistline um, with again, really beautiful accents of like what a traditional, like classic woman's wear is, while also still incorporating pieces again of um, blazers and really strong shoulders and kind of doing a blend of both. But I almost got like 1950s vibes from a lot of the looks. So, again, something different to look at. Really enjoyed that. Um, last show that I really liked was the Comme des Garçons show. Um, I think what I really liked about this show was that it, it almost seemed more of like, um, like, I don't like not a Disney movie, but I got very much like Alice in Wonderland vibes of w- w- the one with Johnny Depp. You know what I'm talking about? So like, yeah, the really like the really it's quirky. And it's yeah, exactly. And like that's I think that's kind of like the vibe that I got from this show. I really liked how it was very out of reality. Lots of crazy, you know, mm. patterns and really different silhouettes and lots of, you know, ruching and puffs and headpieces that were just you know out of this world and just really like just really strikes a chord with the viewer and then again using very vibrant colors and really vamping up um you know vamping up neutrals and just like again very crazy very eccentric and then that's but uh, yeah that's like the best way to describe what vibe I got from it was um Alice in Wonderland with the one with Johnny Depp but Yes, that's all that I've been into this these last few weeks. Again, I love it. yeah, don't ask me about don't ask me about anything else in pop culture because I have no idea. But Soph, what have you been into this week? <laughs> um, not anything as eloquently said as that. Um, <laughs> Fashion week has always been something that like I've been interested in, but I've not like 
I'm not I appreciate pop culture and I appreciate like the art side of like the high high cult high end culture versus like low end culture. That's something that's um I've always depicted between pop culture and stuff like that. So um having you being able to explicitly lay out kind of your favorite shows and stuff like that is really cool to hear. Yeah. Um because it's it's very interesting, but you know, a lot of people that's what makes high-end fashion high-end is because you kind of have to have a background, right? Like, mm-hmm. you kind of have to be able to... You can t- you can notice that it's beautiful, but, like, you can't necessarily understand it phonetically, like, in, be- in reading in between the lines, you know? Exactly. Or, like, understanding it wholeheartedly. Like, you have, kind of have to have a little bit of a background, which, like, you're into it, so you, like, research it and you're studying it. So, like, right. it's good to have... It's nice to hear your perspective on it. Yeah, thanks. Well, and it's like, you know, I'm studying that at the visual arts school at our university. And so I I definitely look at it more as an art form and also just like being able to hands on create my own garments. I'm able to really appreciate the the hand techniques and the time and the effort that goes into it and the artistry that goes into it. And yeah, I mean, it took me it took me like an hour today to hem the bottom of a shirt and some sleeves. So like, trust me, like this shit is not easy. And it's like once you're finally behind the scenes of it, you can really um begin to appreciate like seeing really beautiful intricate pieces like right like, you know that, so like hours and hours of like labor has gone into it oh yeah for but that's but that's why yeah but that's what i learned that's why it's everything is so ex- expensive is it's not it's not necessarily like you know th- i mean there is like some kind of differentiation with like class and like whatever like people yeah. are snobby about it but also it's like you have to pay the people that put in their time and effort into it and you have to pay for you know the materials and stuff it's just it's a, again, it's a whole other world that I'm respecting even more than I already did. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, for me, I, me and my friends, like at, on a whirlwind, went to the Maggie Rogers concert in KC, and we went to one of she was performing at one of my favorite venues in KC, um, the Midland. It's just like this beautiful, um, like the architecture inside is like very romantic and intimate and I mean it's huge it's a huge bit concert space but um it's just not traditionally like what you would think a concert space would look like um there's lots of chandeliers and gold accents and stuff like that so it's interesting when you like I saw Steve Aoki there and like (laughs) Steve Aoki has like these huge robots with like um smoke guns and stuff like that and then you're like seeing that visual and then like you're seeing like angels with violins hanging on the side of like you know the wall it's just um a very contradicting concept but um, <laughs> so I, I love being able to go to the midland whenever i get a chance because it's a great concert venue um and maggie rogers um definitely like fit the vibe there which was nice um i like maggie rogers and i don't know if we've like necessarily like talked about her like intimately on the podcast i know to, it, she's kind of down the alley of like Toby and I's like music taste a little bit. She was um, a music student at NYU and she was like in a master class and she, one of the, te- the professor brought like Pharrell in and like Pharrell, and this was all videotaped and Pharrell listened to one of Maggie's songs and like got super emotional about it. And I think that's kind of how her career took off because this video of like Pharrell, um, crit- he wasn't even critiquing her music. He was like more accepting it and like, really praising it um I, that's like went viral and I think that's kind of what like jump-started her career so she had an album that came out and like I said Toby and I could have talked about it but I just don't necessarily remember um 
I don't think we have talked about her. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but she's had plenty of singles, and then she released she released an album called Heard It in a Past Life, and this was in 2019. But she's the songs off of this album, like Alaska and like Lyon, like they've been out forever, and I think she's just now compiling. Like she built she built an album possibly like off of a couple of singles. So um, we, I went to go see the concert and I like Maggie Rogers. And I didn't know necessarily know what to expect. I knew that she was someone that um, is very, has a vision and she seeks a vision out. She has a very unique sense of her taste in music, her perception on music. It's very unique and it's straight to her. And she's always on brand with everything. Like I listen to her. If you listen to her album, it's so cohesive and just put together um and so i didn't necessarily know what to expect music wise vocal wise visual wise at the concert but i did know that it was going to be like everything was going to be cohesive and be like perfectly placed together um because i just feel like that's kind of her vibe and that's like her artistry um and it was just that like it was such a unique experience um it was me and my friends and she just the way that she had the stage set up, I don't think it could have been any more perfect because it's not like Maggie Rogers is going to have this huge ordeal where she's going to have backup dancers and a light show and everything. Like she's just going to sing her songs to her fans and that's how it's going to work. And that's exactly how it was. And the stage setup was really beautiful. And she was wearing like uh, a long sleeve or she was wearing like long pants, all white top that was all white and like a all white like jacket that went over it. It was really cute. And she has great stage presence. Um, some songs that stuck out to me, like live, obviously, like there's, I love all of her songs for the most part, but um, The Knife, which is this really upbeat, poppy song um, that stuck out to me. It was just, it was fun and it was vibing. The crowd was really loving her dance moves and everything. So um, it was very much give and take between the artists and the crowd. So I, made it special and I, I don't know if that's how she performs it every single night but maybe Casey was just loving it that night also I really liked retrograde which I like retrograde alone in itself but um she was basically like this little moment before retrograde and she was like this is you know a song that is for like a best friend or for a really good friend and you know I'm there with all my friends and um, it was just it was just a really fun moment. But Retrograde is also a good song. She has great stage presence. Um, towards, you know, the, she does have some slower songs off of her album. And a lot of her songs usually are very upbeat and poppy and um, like techno pop a little bit. and But a little bit indie at the same time. And so eventually it kind of started, you know, she brought in her slower songs. And then she was able to like pick it back up with the next song. I think the flow, like, everything was, like, perfectly placed. Like, the opener versus, like, you know, second, third song, and then you get into a little bit of slower songs. Just like, oh, I need to get the crowd back hype again. Like, she, it was a very strategically placed concert and her presence on stage and her performance and um, how she talks to the crowd. She's a, definitely, like, an I would say, like, an artist and also someone that you probably should be spending money on. Like, she's good vocally. I liked the visuals. Um, I liked the songs. And she put on a show without it being flashy. Like, some people need the flashiness. Some people need the backup dancers. Some people some people need the big, big moments and a lot of buildup. Where for her, she was she she's killing it just regardless um, of the production value. 
um because like, she's talented she doesn't need um a huge huge show she also towards the, you know towards the end of it like we have like this huge bang and um it it, it it wasn't like super flashy but it just like ended in the way that the concert should have ended and you know obviously we had to do encore encore and we're like oh what song has she she hasn't sang yet and she hasn't sang alaska which was the song that phil critique critique i'm putting using that in air quotes because he basically just praised her but um he she did it alaska and you know she has like a drummer a guitarist a pianist and maybe like another guitarist she doesn't have any i don't remember seeing any like backup singers i might it might have just been her band um but she like you know goes off and comes back on and she puts you know her hairs in a bun and she's just seems like it made it she had like a guitar and like the lights were down and it felt like it was just like you and 30 other people in her and but it like it was just very intimate in reality there's like probably like 6,000 people there that might be pushing it probably more like 2,000 but there was like a lot more people but she just made it seem like it was just like you and your close friends and that's it she has like a very calming presence to her anyway so she comes back and she does the encore is Alaska and she basically goes this spiel of like where Alaska came from and um how the moment of Alaska formed her career um as an artist and um so she's like i'm gonna perform alaska the way that it should be performed and it's it's just literally her and her acoustic guitar um and if you know alaska i mean there's beats and she has vocals and there's a lot of stuff there's not it's not a stripped down version of it it's not big in any more anyways but it's not stripped down the way that she played at the concert and she basically was saying that this is exactly how Alaska was written and this is how it should be performed. And so it was just her and the acoustic guitar with the lights down and um, it was really magical. And that's how she ended the concert. I was like, wow, like I wasn't, I didn't I didn't know what to expect except for the fact that I knew that it was gonna be, Maggie Rogers was gonna be cohesively have a great concert set. And I came out thinking that I would I wanted to go see more of it. And I feel like I haven't been to a concert in a, like in a while where I felt like, Oh, I would travel again to go see that, to go have the, that moment. Like, you know, when you, when we like, when jazz Toby and I like went to one direction in St. Louis or when jazz <laughs> and I went to one direction in Casey, it's like, you have that moment, you have that concert. And you're like, I would travel to the next stop to go see it. You know, like, you're like, I want that moment again. I want those those feelings, that euphoria. Like, I want that again. Right. And it's like, and again, it's it sounds like she can just create, like, such an amazing concert experience. Like you said, everything from, you know, the, the way that the Midland looks and just, like, right. the aesthetics of the Midland plus her set plus her music, the, just, you know, the like, the, the energy she kind of conveys and, like, how she can really be so personal and just really speak to, you know, her listeners, I think... I, that definitely is what sells it for you're like okay right. I have to go to every show right like you're like oh I want that again and I haven't I don't I mean I, I go to concerts a lot but I can't remember like the last time that I've like been to a concert where, like I have to see this person again like I want to see this again I want to see this set again and also you like she's so good live but her music is still good. Like, I felt like I listened to Maggie Rogers. I'm listening to Maggie Rogers more now after seeing her in concert, where I feel like sometimes that's, like, the flip. 
where people like listen to them so much and then they go to that, that musician and concert and they're like, oh, they're so much better live. Where like with her, I was like, oh my gosh, like her, her live set made me like fall in love with her music more. So I, I'm like, come back. And I hope she, <laughs> she released it in 2019 and I'm not, I'm not trying to like rush anything, but 2019 is almost over. Okay. So I'm waiting. I hopefully she'll drop more music um, 2020, but I don't know. I mean, being in Kansas, like we're kind of like in, we're in the Midwest. So I don't know, like concerts usually like we're probably hitting like the middle of her tour right now. Mm-hmm. Realistically. Yeah. I know, um, I know that Toby is a big concert goer. I know you are too, Jazz, but I know Toby is um, going to go see Charlie XCX in concert in Germany. I don't know when. I think it might be in October. Like, I know it's coming up. And Charlie just released an album. So I think um, to- that's what Toby's segment is going to be about. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. We'll see, cause yeah, cause now 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 we're finally getting into the music. But um, sure. are we ready to switch over to Tobes? Yeah. So okay. Um, Toby's gonna give you a little album rundown because Tobo came out with an album, and Charlie XCX came out with an album, and Toby is going to give you a little bit of a review. Hello everyone, it's me, Toby, live from Germany, and I'm sorry that I haven't been on this episode. Times have been very, very busy, and I'm going to be gone for the next couple, but I will always come through with the clips. I know Sophie and Jasmine have been holding it down for you guys thus far on this episode, but I have to jump in to talk about two albums that I'm just super excited about, and I'm sure that since you guys know me, you already know where I'm headed with this conversation. The thing is, I couldn't even find a way to fit this into the weekly playlist because I just have so much to say, so please bear with me, but every point is 100% necessary. I will start with Charlie, which is a self-titled album from Charlie XCX. It's her first actual full-length LP with her label since she dropped Sucker, which was about four years ago. This is post Boom Clap era, post Taylor Swift Reputation Tour, post three amazing mixtapes called Room Vroom, Number One Angel, and Pop Two. Sorry for the blank spaces. I was literally naming those offhand. But Charlie has said time and time again that even though it's corny, this is her most personal album yet and you can 100% see that with all the singles and if you follow her or you're just super into pop music you'll see that she released every single off of the album um with no real like drop cadence and she talks about this a lot in interviews about the album she just wanted to release music the way that she wants to and she's super happy about the way the music industry is now because you know at this point she's been in it for 10 years and now because of streaming you can really control when you want to release music and the music goes straight to your fans straight to the consumer and this is something that she holds really near and dear to her heart and she doesn't really have a real strategy when it comes to it she just releases music that she feels like releasing and that she thinks is going to speak well for who she is, where she's going with this album, and for the album itself. And the album had really cool artwork, and about this whole idea of it being her most personal album yet, other than it being named after her, like, in the artwork, you know, like, everyone is a nude, and, like, they have different, like, veins, like, on the outside, 
like flowing through them that are different colors and de- depending on which collaborator she worked with the cover art was a little bit different but they each had like veins going through their body and then they would spell out the name of the song and i think this is super cool because obviously veins are something that's on the inside we all know basic anatomy but then when she took them to the outside it's like hey this is me this is the inner workings of me and my friends of who i worked on this song with and i think it's super dope the storytelling just inside and out sorry for all the marketing lingo you guys know my job however i'm not even sure this is what she was going for but that's what i got from it and i think it's super powerful okay moving on to the actual album itself next level charlie opens up the album and i promise i will not talk about every song on this album because i want to keep you guys here with us next level charlie is one of the best openings to an album since personally i would say since the life of pablo in my own listening history it is the perfect definition of Charlie. The title Next Level Charlie completely exemplifies what the album is actually about and where she's going to take it and its levels. And it's just everything that Charlie loves. Doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense lyrically, but sonically and just its place in the album makes complete sense as to how she was going to start this project. And then Gone, which is the best single that she released from this album, A. One of her best songs to date, B, and one of the best songs, no, not actually one of the best songs, it's the best pop song of 2019, and sorry to be super dramatic, but I have felt this way since the first time I heard this song, so you can imagine my excitement when every single critique that I read, and every single interview, and every single piece of work that I read about this album said that Gone is literally the pop song of the year, then I didn't feel so dramatic. I know we don't need critics to verify what we think, but as someone who considers herself a music enthusiast and especially a pop enthusiast, and um, obviously production and writing is something that's very near and dear to my heart due to like my own background and then my brother's background in music. It's just super nice to really see these things verified, but not for like the purpose of saying, ooh, told you so, I'm right, but for the purpose that Charlie is getting the love and support that she deserves. And she said so herself in her pitchfork um, tell-all like a month or so ago that she was done making music for people who wouldn't understand because if if they like the music and if they got it, it's the thing is it's not even for them. It's for the people who understand. So I completely butchered that quote. I'm sorry, but basically she's just done making mainstream music. Obviously, there are going to be those songs that need to, like, you know, like, hit the charts and like gain x amount of impact etc cetera, etc cetera. because at the end of the day she is signed to a major label and you know you gotta collect them checks um so obviously she's gonna have songs like that and obviously she's gonna pick up projects like that but for the most part her album is completely like music that she wanted to make for herself and for fans of her music and i think that's super powerful and i think it's shows a sense of maturity and a sense of security in herself and who she is and it's honestly so inspiring because this is a girl that's 27 so like late to mid 20s has spent the past 10 years since she was 17 in the music industry kind of had to grow through it like like had to kind of like take on all these different personas and you know like she was releasing music that didn't really feel true to her like even the fact that her very first song that she wrote blew up and people didn't even know who she was um, I'm referencing I Love It with Iconopop um, where she sang backup vocals. It's just so nice to see things come full circle and for her to be in this place of rest, in this place of loving herself and really loving her craft for what it is and not because of 
the reception or the checks that she's able to collect from it but for the purpose that she's doing exactly what she was put on this earth to do and i respect that so much and i can't wait for the day that we're all able to feel that way about the work that we put out anyways that's gone i ranted about that song for two minutes if i have not convinced you to listen to it already just please listen to it other standouts are songs that she released earlier, Warm featuring Haim, and then February 2017 featuring Yeji from Korea and Clara, who has um, a lot of stakes and is kind of like on the up and up in the EDM world. Both songs I really, really like. Warm is warm. February 2017 tells a really cool story. Um, and it's very like, uh, I don't want to say it, but Taylor Swift and Drake ask in terms of like you want to know who she wrote the song about and you want to know whose feeling she hurt and I think that's super powerful to have that effect on your listeners in music and other songs that were not released as singles but you 100% need to listen to are White Mercedes, Thoughts, and Silver Cross. White Mercedes and Thoughts are slower than what Charlie Normie puts out and they're not necessarily like if you just know Charlie on a surface level they're not necessarily the songs that you think of when you think of her but they're a really nice change of pace and I think they really show her range in terms of not only her vocal range and like the different things that she can do her and A.G. Cook her producer on production but then also just like the different sounds and the different genre bends that she's able to do like this girl literally sure she's a pop star but at the end of the day you can't put her in a box and i love that like she just makes music for the sake of making music and her influences while extremely pop based she pulls from everywhere and she works with people who also kind of feed off of that energy and you know and just want to create for the sake of creating and it really shows in her music and silver cross is a nice like pop jam and sorry that was super corny but it's like what you expect to hear from charlie in the club definitely give it a listen and before I sign off, I want to quickly talk about Tuflo. She just dropped her album, Sunshine Kitty. It, it is good. It's a cohesive piece. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not like a huge fan of Tuflo. Not to say anything bad about her career. I just haven't been following her. You know, I mean, I, I've been faintly following her. I knew like when she came up and I knew obviously her popular singles, but I was like, hey, another pop diva just released an album. Of course, I have to listen to it. And cohesively, it, as an album, it all makes sense. Every song should be there. And I think it all fits together very nicely. However, my favorites were Anywhere You Go, which was the second track, and Glad He's Gone, which is the last. And the thing about pop stars, if you're super into music, then you know this. Um, or even just from observing, you know, like albums are for the fans, singles are for the world. And so it's like singles are the songs, you know, like everyone's going to hear and the songs are most likely going to be on the charts or, um, well, what used to be the radio charts and is now like the different major playlists on Spotify and on Apple music. Um, but the albums, you know, are for the fans. And so they're going to make this music for people who, you know, like ride for them and, you know, and really like care about the work that they put out and these and glad he's gone is that song at the very end obviously if someone's just kind of like gonna glance through and say oh people talked about tuvla i want to listen to a song they're gonna listen to a you know one of her hits and they're not really gonna go for the deep cuts and that is a deep cut that she saved for her ride or die fans i'm not a ride or die fan but i'm so happy that i listened to the end of the album because it is a bop and if you listen to anything off of any of the two albums that i just spoke about Please, please, please listen to Glad He's Gone by Tuvlo and Gone by Charlie XCX. 
Okay, there you have it, guys. That's all I have to say. I will hand it back over to Sophie and Jasmine. And as I said, I'm going to be gone for a few of the next episodes, but I'll make sure to tune in. So please tune in. And if you're still here, please make sure that you check out my website, www.girlwithpurplegucci's.com if you want to hear more about everything that I just talked about now. And catch you guys later. Hello. Oh, there we go. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Take two of this clip. So... Um, you guys heard the wrap up of Toby, what she's been listening to, what's kind of been captivating her. Honestly, you guys know she could go on and on forever about that. Um, so what have you been listening to this week? Um, well, like Toby is talking about, um, the Tovlo, new Tovlo album and the Charlie XCX album. I, of course, have kind of forgot that Tovlo existed until she dropped Sunshine Kitty, which is her <laughs> album. And I have been listening to that a lot. Um, she came out with the single Glad He's Gone a while ago. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like it sounds different now that it's on the album. I like it like so much more now that it's on the album. And I've also been listening to Bad As The Boys featuring Alma off of the album, off of the Tobelo album as well. Um, other than that, I don't, I've been listening to the same song as last week time that we met which was two weeks ago um gone by charlie xcx i'm like obsessed with this song it's like a gem it's it's a not even a hidden gem it's like the perfect song it's literally the pop song of the year i don't think that um anyone's coming close to it so i've been listening to a little bit of the tovlo album and i've still been listening to the charlie xcx album it's kind of been taking over my um radio Honestly. Nice. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so again, reiterating, I have not been up to anything new. So Is actually, right? yeah. So actually, what I've been listening to a lot lately, we're throwing it way, way back. Like I probably like seven years. Um, I've been listening to Lana Del Rey's album "Born to Die Again." Um, mm. I I've been in this debate with people on what her best album is, and I have to say, my personal opinion, "Born to Die" is her best album. Um, I came across it again because, again, in, in my, like, weaving and garment construction classes, like, I can't be listening to music. I can't be listening to rap or any of my Marilyn Manson stuff or any of my heavy rock stuff. Like, I can't. Oh like, if, God, if, I, no. if I'm, yeah, if I'm in my, if I'm in my zone to create and be airy and inspire and, like, be visual, it has, I have to have music that is, um, that represents that. And so Lana has been my go-to. And, like, I... A couple weeks ago, I or like no, like a week ago, actually, I've been um, I like came across that album again, and I, you guys, the vocals, the lyrics, the storytelling in it. I'm sorry, this is her best album yet. Okay, <laughs> like not yet, but it is the best album. Norman fucking Rockwell is a banger. Paradise is a banger. Lust for Life, I you know I loved that last summer, but seriously, Born to Die is a true classic. And my favorite songs are like, and it's funny because I'm not even in my feels. She just really did that with those, with that, like that, with those songs, like Dark Paradise, um, Million Dollar Man, Radio, like Ugh. all just, yes, so just all so good. Tells a great story, lyrically beautiful. Her vocals are killer. I know like the vocals is what throws people off on that album, but honestly, like the range, the things she's able to do with those chords, honey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I'm looking at the album right now. Yeah, like you... Oh. Like, you have 
Born to Die, Off to the Races, Blue Jeans, Video, video Games. Video Games. Oh, God. Yes. Anthem. Radio. Yes. Okay, radio's Right, yes. Like, oh. Uh, I know, and yeah. like, because I saw, I saw a list on. I think it was either Vogue or Harper's Bazaar that was like her best sad girl songs, and I think a majority of the list was from this album. So if that says anything, like again, I know that like the message from this album yeah. is very different from like the message of Norman fucking Rockwell. Like it's you definitely see how she's evolved in like her affection towards men, in the within those albums. But it's not that's like not even what it's about. It's just about how lyrically and beautifully put together this album is. It's a classic piece of art. Shout out to Miss Lana Del Rey. She's definitely a cancer. This album solidifies. Because I know she's, yeah, she's like a Gemini cancer cusp. But this album literally solidified. She's, yeah, she is. She's born like the literal day that's like the cusp. And so, yeah. Oh, mercy. I know. But this album definitely reiterates that she is a true and true water sign. She's a cancer. And yeah, that's what I've been listening to. That's where I've been. (laughs) I love that. I've totally forgot. Now that's going to make me listen to this album yeah it's so good so 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 good also um toby did mention to go check out her website girl with a purple yes and jasmine and i can testify to uh i remember when this when this website was like first launched and everything and toby's worked immensely hard to build her brand and to mark herself and um i'm super proud of her as a friend and the website's thing in and always has great insight and it's always has is constant recaps and it's so toby um so yeah to reiterate, it's so it beautiful out. you guys honestly shout out to her again we're so proud of you we love you i'm not kidding you guys every new season every season i always go and read like because she, she updates it every season i always go and read it and I definitely take advice from her fashion advice. I definitely take advice from her just, like, life advice. Like, she has, so, like like Soph said, she has so much great insight on, on things from music to clothes to lifestyle to working to whatever it is that you need helpful insight on. Like, Toby is, Toby has it all there for you. And, again, all visually, aesthetically done so well. Her photos are killer. Like, the colors are amazing. Everything is so cohesive and beautiful. And, yes, definitely check it out. But not only check out Girl Cooper Gucci's, also check out our, our website, theweeklybaycay.com. Send us an email at theweeklybaycay yes. at gmail.com if you want to give us any insight on what you thought of this week's episode, any fashion shows you love, any music you've been obsessed with recently. You know, what have you been into during pop, you know, in pop culture? Follow us on all of our social media. Please always make sure, again, to like and subscribe. Leave us a review. And you probably are subscribed, but we always have to let you know just in case you aren't and let everyone else know too. But thank you again so much for spending your time with us. I'm Jasmine. And I'm And you've been listening to The Weekly Vacay. (laughs) Bye, guys. Okay, bye.